And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. So, so you gotta think of something. Come on, come on, come on. What's wrong? Oh, I started a rival paper to ruin Babs. Sounds not surprising and awful. Exactly. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of everyone's favorite podcast. It's looking at Luniversity. Yep, it's the spinoff series of Talkin' Tiny Tunes, which we all know is the sister series of the Animaniacast, where we talk about all things in the Rugerverse. But today we are talking about, I'm sorry, but today we are looking and talking about the third episode of Tiny Toons University. We're going to be revisiting all of our favorite jokes and any cultural references that might pop up. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of Tiny Toons University a water tower rating. I am Joey, and with me are my co-hosts. There's my brother, Nathan. Well, what? What? What is it? Jealous of all my free tomatoes? Don't remember that line at all. And <laughs> across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Okay, what was the free tomatoes thing? That's what is... at the end. Mm. Okay, well, maybe by then at I the, was like... At the, the statue. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I saw Lucky's the Lucky's got all these free tomatoes. Yeah, that's okay, great. Okay, okay. Jesus. Hilarious. That's a funny line. That is a pretty funny line. I don't know why I didn't hear that, but... Uh, okay, well, there we are. Hey. <laughs> well, yes, we're talking about episode three of the Tiny Toons University show uh and i don't know it's it, we're for somewhere just to ask you about this episode just to summarize it up in just a few words what would you say Nathan? um well i guess i would say that like i hear secrets that you keep when you're um when you're talking in your sleep i guess mm. uh kelly what about you oh um they started a school newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> there, that, that is true. I, I can't ever think of punchy stuff the way Nathan does. You got to write it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. I this time. I'm, I'm like, going to write that. I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> yes, well, print may be dead, but the, the, not according to Babs Bunny. She's like in this episode. She's definitely wanting to start a, a school newspaper. For her own reasons, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. But before we do, before we talk about all that Tiny Toon stuff, we got to talk about uh, some of the last few thoughts that a f- almost a month ago, actually, now when this episode comes out, it will be over a month ago, I asked uh, people on Twitter, X, whatever, uh, Facebook, uh, etc., to share with us some of the things that they really liked about the Animaniacs reboot, because, you know... We don't want to leave that show on a on a downer note. Uh, so let's figure. Always nice to to say something nice before you you move on. And we had a lot of comments, and we're just going to finish up with these comments. And then next episode, I guess we're gonna we're gonna talk about our our rating our rankings of the episodes of the Tiny Tune or not Tiny Tune Animaniacs reboot in general. So Nathan has the master spreadsheet. He he updates it constantly with all it's the information. Constantly changing the numbers. Yes, well, constantly. Just so it doesn't matter what you heard in the podcast. No, it's <laughs> listeners at home can make the same spreadsheet because it's all it's all it's, public information. It's now. all public, but you probably, unless you're, you know, totally obsessed with our show, which why wouldn't you be? Uh, you probably don't keep a spreadsheet, but we'd have one. Don't worry. We'll fought, we'll talk about which ones we like the most and which ones were at the bottom of the barrel for us next week. So yeah. that should be but interesting. mostly the positive because that's what we care. Yes, about, exactly, exactly, exactly. But we'll see if we still agree with those rankings because sometimes mm-hmm. after maybe you hear some want, rankings, you're like, really? We like more. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes like, you get oh. and you're like, oh, I shouldn't give that higher or lower or whatever. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what the heck our scores will be but let's go ahead and just uh share some of the positive uh, reboot stuff i'll just read these off and then as you two you don't know, have thoughts uh or anything to expand upon them uh blurt them out 
So let's go to Toon Skunk. Toon underscore skunk. Said, uh, love some of the music, particularly the song Reboot It. I love the Marie Antoinette skit. skit and the fact that they brought back the Hercule Perot spoof. Uh, what I didn't like was that it's just the Warners plus Pinky and the Brain. I missed the full cast. Seems like Toon Skunk just saw the first season. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it says right here, this one's from Winks, which I'm not even going to spell that one out there. But it says, I enjoyed all the references to Yakko's popular Nations of the World song. And there was a lot of them. <laughs> Sir Hamster says, honestly, when I first discovered the reboot, I was pretty sad to see a lot of the side characters gone. However, they did make an appearance featuring Chicken Boo, which is my favorite episode. What? No, kidding. To be honest, I love, love, love to see more of the old side characters pop up again. I agree with that. Uh, Bob Germanovich says, I really enjoyed the one about the day in the life of getting a TV show greenlit. That's a third season one right there. I think, right? Yeah. Uh, Sarah12525 said, Pinky in the brain, as usual. Alex says, the fun theatrical dragon. He was nice. The dragon, think- the dragon, the dragon. <laughs> Also, the songs were fun. I think we might have said that one already, but it's worth repeating, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> Joker Freak says, the best part about the reboot? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, the Animaniacs all together again, for one, did it for me. And Donner says, I really like the part where the whack, or the Warners did anime transformations. That was a big moment of that reboot. That was... Yeah. That had people that talking... The trailer even just seeing the like oh man yeah that that visually was something very exciting and new and it had the fan community really excited uh it was kind of speaking of the fan community it's kind of disappointing though that uh you know as the reboot has kind of winded down and not done anything it's it's a different um i don't know if it speaks to the reboot or if it speaks to just fan life in general where if uh it's not new anymore if there's not new content coming out the amount of discussion and revisiting goes down to zero uh Mm -hmm. i'm not exactly sure what that is it's i think it's a combination perhaps but maybe not i don't know it's it's different for me because i'm i'm such an old school kind of person when it comes to content of just still talking about (laughs) star wars from 1977 to 1980, etc. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I still talk about Young Indiana Jones and Sequest all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and there hasn't been any new content to that in, you know, 20-something years. So um, it's it's odd to see something that's not even a year uh, done. And people are like, okay, next thing. Move on. And uh, But I don't know if that – again, I don't know if that necessarily speaks to – I think it's part and parcel. A little bit like maybe quality of the show – uh, but also just fan fandom in general is just moves on to the next thing. And if it's not new, it's why talk about it. Well, there's so there's, much. And there's always too much content. There's, uh, that's the thing. There's just too much content out there to there's discuss. Like, if you're a fan of any one thing, it's like, oh, you're also going to like this other thing, too. There's going to be. Right. I mean, there's there's so much. Netflix connects you to the person, next thing. When you're done yeah. with a series, it says immediately, like, you might next like this next show. And so, okay, I'll move it's on. It's like, maybe. Maybe I'll like that. Yeah, I like it. Why I like rewatch it? it? I don't even know. Yeah. There's so many and, shows I, we were talking about in, um before recording, we were ta- or, or during our bonus audio thing, we were talking about the Star Wars shows. And I really want to rewatch like Obi-Wan and stuff and, and Andor you know, and all that. But when uh, the, the they've got like the fan edit coming out at some point, the the special effect. I don't know if you saw the trailer no. for that. No, like he 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 works for like uh, Hollywood and special effects and everything. So he's like changed some of the he blues and things like that. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of I'll, I'll check that out just to make it a two hour movie. Oh, he, and of, he condenses everything down to two hours. Yeah, hmm. something like that. And I was like, cool. oh, check that out. If, um, so I yeah, mean, it's definitely cool possible. Effects, I mean, so. you could you could you could do it just cut down the uh princess leia chase scene and you're like there (laughs) you know yeah grown adults (laughs) can't catch a eight-year-old for the life of them 
You're like, well, I, I think, can't get her. That's one of the things that he'll cut out is like, you know, just like little <laughs> things. Like, just get her. Boom. We got you. Uh, well, anywho, uh, let's go ahead and get and talk. Let's talk about Tiny Toons. Okay. Let's, let's look at Luniversity, as Nathan put down in our show notes. <laughs> today's episode. Let me pull up today's thing. Oh, my gosh. My, the notes are, I put it down. Okay. Today's episode. All right. You're all ready for this? Premiered on Max on Friday, September 8th of 2023. But its air date was Saturday, September 16th on Cartoon Network. Uh, so, Nathan, you had two dates to choose from, which you might pick one or you might pick both. But let's go ahead and look at some Looney trivia with Nathan. And please give us the Looking at Looney trivia theme song. Let's give them September to talk about something loony to figure out. Talking about September loony facts, facts, facts. Yeah. Um, September 8th. Let's start with that. I'm going to do an episode of facts and relating to the episode and September 8th. So Ooh, here okay. we go. In the theme of news and forgiveness of past crimes that people have done um, on uh, 1974, on September 8th, Gerald Ford signs the pardon for Nixon for any crimes he may have committed while in presidency. So there we go. It's very... Um, it also may be related to now time, you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, what about, you have anything else? September, September? 16th. So September 16th. Some, okay. Some generic September 16th facts just to fill in some time. So Nick Jonas was born. <laughs> okay. 1992. Amy Poehler was born. 1971. Molly Shannon was born. 1964. Um, also, there were some movies like Drive was released in 2011 and Time Top in 1994. Well, there we are. Uh, some very, just very funny women born on that day. Yeah, there I was like, go. ooh. <laughs> well, there we go. Random, yeah. random facts. <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get, even if it doesn't connect with any newspaper or magic. Yeah. I was like, I'll like do that. one fact that relates to it. I'll try to find one about September 8th every time if I can. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much, Nathan, for that. Let's go ahead and get into our discussion here of Extra So Extra. So Extra So Extra was written by Ben Seaman or Ben Simon. And the storyboard was by Andrea Reyes and Nicolette P. Wood, directed by Tracy Honda. And once again, the animations by Snipple. And uh, so this one is kind of, you have two plot lines. And we're going to split this up a little bit differently today. Instead of going segment by segment, we're going to like, Kelly will talk about what we're going to call plot A, and Nathan will talk about plot B, and then we'll kind of just summarize it up, okay? So here, here's, here's the basic setup of this. So Sweetie's telling Hampton personal information in, like, this photo booth. And I never use that toilet again. That's my terrible secret. I won't tell a soul. <laughs> now say cheese. And afterwards, we find out that everyone just likes to confide in Hampton. So this is something that's kind of a carryover from the previous episode, where Hampton kind of acts as kind of this psychologist kind of character. Um, but Hampton says, don't worry, all of this stuff is kept secret. It's in my vault and in his mental castle. What do they call it in Sherlock? His brain castle or something? Mind like castle, Mind I think. castle, yes. Mind. His mind castle. Uh, mind. Has, Mental palace or something, too. Yes. Or, yeah, maybe it is mind palace. Okay, mind, mind palace. palace. So, so inside Hampton's mind palace, uh, there's a vault. And there's an orangutan that uh, keeps all the secrets and different uh, security uh, things. Uh, which he does use his butt to... to 
do a security thing on, which is kind of a gross. Uh, it was the first time I remember seeing something on the show that I was like, oh, gross. I don't like that joke. But Characters are allowed to think of gross things. That's true. Well, anyway. you're just thinking about it. <laughs> well, uh, also at the Lou Brew, uh, Buster gets accepted into the mentorship program. And, of course, he assumes, well, this is great. My mentor is going to be Bugs Bunny. And Babs is incredibly excited because she'll be able to add this story of Buster getting into the internship program and working with Bugs Bunny into their um, uh, family scrapbook. Uh, so she'll make sure to get like a, a clip from the newspaper the, to, to put into it. And um, that that's pretty much it. Uh, there's, there's some cultural references here. The one that I had no idea about but my wife heard it she watched the episode with me and she heard smize and she goes i don't think anyone under the age of 30 knows what smize means and i was like i don't know what smize is and Mm -hmm. she goes it's smiling with your eyes from tyra banks from like yeah i caught that i wrote that i didn't know what that meant (laughs) yeah i I, yeah what was the show that uh, the model uh what's that model america's next top model next top model i guess that's where it comes from tyra banks would say that I, I'm assuming on that show. Uh, and you learn that Buster's middle name is Fillmore, according to this. I wonder if that's I didn't have the I didn't bother to see if Buster had a middle name in the original series, but according to this, it's Fillmore, which Pucky uh laughs at a bit. Uh so there's our setup. Uh is there what did you guys notice? Did you guys notice anything that I didn't mention? Uh, or any uh, funny moments, things like that. Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Um, I mean, I, I guess it was kind of funny that the way it opened, it was sort of like a confessional booth. Um, and it turned out just to be a photo booth. Yeah, that was it. Although you knew, I knew right away. It's like, well, that's Hampton's voice. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the way they had him kind of hidden behind the screen and stuff was kind of interesting yeah uh i just looked it up by the way buster's middle name in the original james yeah i looked that up too i was like oh oh weird (laughs) very different uh just james what a very uh you know not as interesting as fillmore well uh nathan what about you any notice anything else that we i did not mention Um, i like that lucky says he doesn't need a mentor because he's too you know i don't know something about (laughs) Um, I was, I just assumed that it was going to be that he was going to get a mentor in this episode for some reason based on that line, but he doesn't. Um, when Babs pulls out the scrapbook, I thought that their parents kind of looked like they do. That's what I wrote kind of on my notes is that it's and interesting. And then I'm like, well, maybe, maybe that's Babs and Buster Bunny got married and had kids named him Babs and Buster Bunny. There you go. And now this is like a sequel to that. It's just <laughs> I did um, I did have that th- thought cross my mind for a split second and then I quickly realized that's impossible because yes, but I thought the same thing like boy well, Bab- Babs and Buster's uh ancestors sure do look a lot like them. Like I thought that was a little odd. It's almost like but it was also kind of odd in like Back to the Future 3 when Marty goes back in time, and mm-hmm. his mom and his great great grandfather uh, look like him and his mom. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, who can say? It's weird. Like his know? own dad doesn't look so much like him, but his great great grandfather <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, let's. Uh, and also, I learned that uh, according to this, that Bug uh, Buster and Babs are apparently from Burrowville, maybe. According to the, the little, they were on a float and it said Burrowville, which I can only assume is their hometown, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Uh, well, that's the, that's the setup. Uh, Kelly, why don't you tell us, what is in our uh, A plot here dealing with Babs and the newspaper? Okay. So, because she's got the, the scrapbook, like you said, but uh, Babs wants a picture of um, Buster to to put in the scrapbook. And she goes to the newspaper stand at the school and uh, it's empty except there's a raccoon living there um it's got it all decorated and and everything 
proposal of making risotto. Huh? But this box is for newspapers. Well, it's my condo now. And um, Taz tells them that the paper's been shut down because there's been no money. So they go and talk to Porky Pig. And uh, he confirms that there's no money for a school newspaper. And that if they want to have one, that they'll have to come up with the money themselves. So Babs has a piggy bank. And um, she gets into it to get the money. as like her whole life savings. Well, without a paper, there's no memories for the scrapbook. If the paper's a success, I'll make my money back. And so they um, get uh, Fifi and Shirley and Plucky to work in the newspaper office. But Plucky is more like a tabloid reporter. And um, he's not real interested in writing the kind of stories that Babs wants to write. And I think one of the headlines, like, that she came up with was like sneezer hasn't sneezed in three days or something like that. Uh, not all that entertaining, but, um, <laughs> and then, so Plucky's back at his dorm and he's trying to come up with some ideas, tries to talk Hampton into spilling the tea and Hampton's not going to do it, but Hampton talks in his sleep. Fifi the skunk is French. Canadian. Dizzy can only spin counterclockwise. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Hampton the Fleep Squealer. Uh, Marvin the Martian is uh, actually from D uh, Detroit. Dare I betray a sleeping friend to sell my tabloids? <laughs> Plucky took all of that information that Hampton spilled and turned it into a tabloid paper. And he's just like sharing everybody's secrets. I mean, it, it it's popular, but um, people aren't aren't liking that their secrets are being told. Fifi, the false francophile from Canada, <laughs> but Montreal is the fairies of North America. <laughs> <laughs> If you can't stand the stink, then don't print the ink, baby. The next night, Hampton reveals while he's sleeping that Buster doesn't like his mentor. And uh, now Sweetie and Buster have realized that their secrets have been spilled. Dun, dun, and dun. Mm. So, so, the, so the, the plot thickens? Or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it does something. Uh well we do learn we do learn a few facts in uh this this one right now uh that mainly through uh I guess Plucky's tabloid journalism that uh Fifi is indeed French Canadian that uh Tweety uses contacts and Dizzy can only uh turn counterclockwise according to Hampton's you know sleep talking Yeah uh, I don't I don't know if he ever fact checked any of these things yeah. cuz like it's like, I don't know, because uh, not everything Hampton's saying in his dreams is necessarily true. Like, I don't know. I would. It doesn't yeah. matter to Plucky. <laughs> as long as there's a grain of truth. Uh, but Ronaldo Raccoon, who I think was a very minor character in the original series, like he was the equivalent of <laughs> a lot of the side characters in this episode just kind of yeah. walking around in the background in one or two episodes. I think it was in the promise me anything episode and maybe one or two other things, but he is living in one of the, uh, the old uh, newspaper machines. He has a whole condo set up and everything like that. Solar uh, panels. Yeah. Yeah. He said something about your, your paper needs to be lean and mean. Like him at Fire Ireland in uh, July. Ireland. Fire, <laughs> Fire Ireland. No. Um, <laughs> Listen, Bun, a good paper is lean and mean, like me on Fire Island in July. What are you saying? Oh, this one doesn't understand sass. Fire Island is a, well, it's a, it's a big uh, LGBTQ location, traditionally, right outside New York State. And uh, so there you go. So got some more LGBTQ plus representation on this show. 
There's a whole, um, I'd never even heard of Fire Island, except uh, there was a whole big storyline taking place there in American Horror Story. Yep. You watched a, it too? or, or I watched it, and yeah. I, did not, I did not like that se- season. It just seemed to go on forever. Well, it was, it was such a sad, dark It was a storyline. sad topic. Like, yes, we get, yeah. <laughs> I want to get... <laughs> Without spoiling anything, I'll just go, yes, I get it. This was a horrible time in our history. I get it. Uh, yeah, it, it was sad, but the, the current thing. season is, is kind of interesting so far. But they always yeah. seem to start out really strong and then kind of, I don't know, fall I, apart at the end. <laughs> I, see, I'm, I'm I'm one of those weird people who actually thinks uh, uh, the one of the best seasons of uh, American Horror Story was Hotel, which apparently a lot of people hate that season. But I, oh, I like I like that I like one. That one. I mean, yeah, I like that one, too. I, but it was goofy and weird, and it seemed to have a nice pacing to it. But, uh, you know, American Horror Story can tend to be all over the place with where it's going. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we'll see. This season could be a good one or it could be another stinker. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Fire Island on American Horror Story. There's your there's your con- there's a weird connection right there. With talking about Tiny Toon Luniversity. Uh, well, uh, is there anything on this uh First part here with the newspaper stuff that you thought was uh, amusing, Nathan, that uh, Kelly did not mention. Um, I thought it was amusing that they didn't give Taz his job back. He seemed really depressed that he couldn't write his <laughs> political cartoons, but they didn't even think to add him to the crew. That is I a good know. point. And, <laughs> and, and sweetie really liked his, uh, yeah. his cartoon. I thought that was, that actually did make me laugh. The, the fact that his, Cartoons are not only just poorly drawn, but they're also just swirls. It's like, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. But also, it kind of makes sense, too. He's saying, like, the Democrats are spinning around, the GOP spinning around, I'm over here spinning around. (laughs) We're all just spinning around. Oh, man. Yeah. And then, yeah, so it's... it's, I I would vote for any party that just spins around because it's like the Mad Tea Party. (laughs) (laughs) Because that that sounds fun. That's like a Disneyland ride. There we go. So, yeah, he's got... So yeah, I liked I liked uh, Taz's little political thing there. Um, I mean, there was a lot of uh, interesting. I mean, there was um, all these secrets. I don't think I wrote them all down because I'm like, well, whatever. But I did. Now I got I, that song that you sang in my head. The, all, the <laughs> all the secrets that I keep. I yeah. also wrote it in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, the you know what? He's- Speaking of the newspaper, there were some there were some stuff I brought down in my notes. Uh, for, I mean, obviously, there's the, you know some funny headlines and stuff, but you see the first appearance I'm aware of of uh, Montana Max. A picture of of him is on the uh, of Plucky's. Uh, I believe it was Plucky's uh, newspaper, kind of like the new, kind of like the New oh, York I miss Post. That. Yeah, Montana I Max miss is that on too. It. That's cool. And not only that, but like the Wolverine. Uh, I believe it's supposed to be the Wolverine from Buster and the Wolverine. Um, it is is in this episode as well. He's on he's uh, on that same picture. I think it goes Montana Max, then Sweetie, and then the Wolverine is at the top, like underneath, almost underneath Babs's thumb, if I'm remembering the shot correctly. But uh, yeah, so there's some neat little. Again, I always like it when the artists put in some. I guess a little bit more obscure references to to stuff from the original series. It was cool to see. So mm-hmm. there we are. Uh, well, uh, Kelly, anything else that you uh, forgot to mention, or should we move on to the next part? Uh, we can move on. Let's move on, Nathan. What what what's meanwhile? Meanwhile, mm-hmm. what was going on with Buster during this oh, man. Uh, story? Yeah, so yeah, he got he got his story released. Oh my gosh. Well, let's find out. So Buster, you know, if you remember, he was he got accepted to the mentorship program and he's so excited because clearly it's gonna be Bugs Bunny. Um, he goes into the room for the mentorship office. I don't know what this room is, what it, it's a dedicated room, and Bugs Bunny is there. He's like, I hope you're ready, because here's your mentor, and it's Merlin the Magic Mouse. That'll be his mentor now. Um and uh, he, Merlin does a couple tricks or something. Uh, Bugs Bunny leaves the room, and Buster's like, "Um, that's cool coin trick there." And he leaves, uh, goes into Bugs's office, and tries to get Bugs to be his mentors because uh, he wants someone that's uh more famous or something. 
Uh, but Bugs Bunny says, like, just give him a chance. You only had him for like five minutes or something. So um, he says, fine, I'll go find Merlin and apologize. Then we find out he wasn't talking to Bugs Bunny. This is Merlin the whole time. Merlin pops out using his magic wand. Uh, he does not upset that uh, Buster was making fun of him. <laughs> he's he's still willing to teach uh, Buster all sorts of great illusions. Um, so he's uh, he's mid sentence. He stops talking and turns it into a cardboard cutout and. Uh, Buster assumes like, oh no, he's been cursed. And then he pops out again from under a desk and he's like, how did you do that? And then he sings a whole song about it was just an illusion. <laughs> how did you... Illusion, my boy. Here, let me explain a bit more, G-Sharp. What are you seeing? Did your head have a contusion? No, your brain, it isn't fleeing. It's just an illusion. Illusions, Michael. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> What's that? What is that a reference I to? I didn't get it either. That's a reference to um, Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> okay. Hang on a sec. That's part of your trick, right? No. That's not my trick, Michael. On the next Arrested Development. It's my illusion. So anyways, uh, after the song is all done, um, Buster's super happy. He goes into his dorm room and he's showing some magic tricks to Hampton. And he's like, can I tell you something in confidence? Don't tell anyone. But I wasn't happy to have Merlin as my mentor. But now I am happy. Um because of things i don't know um but he's like don't tell <laughs> anyone of things and then he's actually cool because yeah. he didn't just do a coin trick but at first i thought my mentorship was a total joke but merlin really proved me wrong a tascadero escondido hmm. i thought i heard buster's annoying voice oh well but then uh he sees in the paper the next day that he's been misquoted. He's super upset. He runs into the office and that's, that's now we got the A and B now. Now, now the gang has to decide like, wait, what's happening? Uh, sweetie has her secret been told. Busters has her, his secret told. Um, so they, they figured that the one connection is Hampton is the only person that they told each. So uh, they, they're, they're like, well, let's go spy on plucky. Uh, they do a whole uh, like night. Uh, what is that called when you stake out? Stake out. They're staking out uh, Plucky, and they see that he's like being really nice to Hampton. Like, well, clearly he's getting something out of this. Um, and then as soon as Hampton falls asleep, he tells him that Bunny Bugs Bunny likes some sort of vegetable or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Bugs Bunny prefers parsnips. <laughs> Keep the secrets coming, you sweet sleeping secret smelling swine. <gasps> Hampton tells secrets in his sleep, and Plucky's using them to write the stories in his paper. Brain sink. Which I was like, Bugs Bunny's <laughs> talking to Hampton. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> Buster the Bamboozler, as he is now known because of Merlin, uh, is going to teach Plucky a lesson. So Dean Granny. And uh, security officer Yosemite Sam, they go into Blucky's dorm and they say, Hampton, you're being expelled for selling everyone's secrets to Blucky or something. Um, and, you know, Hampton's really upset about all this, obviously. He starts crying. He's like, I didn't sell the secrets. They're like, well, can you prove you, can't, you didn't? And he can't. So he's going to get expelled. So then Blucky admits that he did it and he liked it. And they, re- they got it on tape. The. By them, I mean Hampton. He's got it on tape, but then he unzips himself and he's Buster. Granny is actually Babs, and and Yosemite Sam is actually Sweetie. It was all a trick, Uh, and they're going to put it in the newspaper tomorrow Then tell everyone that Plucky was stealing these secrets from a sleeping pig. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) So... Uh, the next day, everyone's throwing tomatoes at Plucky, and everyone's bought all the newspapers. Uh, Babs has got all her money back, and 
Um, she hires Plucky to be a writer for the newspaper, and that's it. The end. The end. Well, we were talking before the episode, and I I was not sure what the heck Merlin and the Magic Mouse was, but you guys reminded me he's actually a real character. Merlin the Magic Mouse actually was a, kind of the, the 1960s in this time period where uh, Looney Tunes wasn't really doing that much great stuff. Uh, they had like Cool Cat going on. I think Cool Cat makes an appearance in... Tiny Toons of University, I think. Uh, but these were like episodes, these were cartoons I remember watching on Nickelodeon in the 80s and 90s. Um, they would have kind of the weird era of Daffy Duck cartoons where Daffy Duck is chasing Speedy Gonzalez. And as soon as I saw the picture, I remembered, oh yeah, this is that mouse that kind of talks like W.C. Fields. And here's a little clip that I found on YouTube of Merlin the Magic Mouse so you can kind of see what he used to sound like. The audience is double what it was last night. Let's get the show on the road. Yes, sir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Applause, you nincompoop. <laughs> that reminds me of Princess Bride. <laughs> it reminds me of what? A Princess Bride. Boo, boo. I was thinking of Simpsons. Boo earns. Boo earns. They're saying <laughs> boo earns. Uh, well, anyway, there, there's, there's your Merlin the Magic Mouse. I, I guess I could see why they decided to not do it. Although, why not do a W.C. Fields voice? Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, so uh, Dawes Butler did the voice of uh, of uh, of Merlin. What else is Dawes Butler? That, that name is familiar. He did Chili Willy and uh, whatever. He's Alligator. bunch of bunch of different people. He did Yogi Bear of all people. Oh yeah, Huckleberry Found that Huckleberry Hound. Huckleberry Found. <laughs> Yeah, Dawes Butler, he did everybody. Elroy Jetson, yeah, he was just doing that voice right there of that other little mouse who I don't know who he is. But then Larry Storch took over, and Larry Storch is from F Troop and I believe is in seen in an episode of Freakazoid uh, when they show him dressed up as a woman uh, saying, Yoo-hoo, I think. Freakazoid, why did you say his name? Because I, I wanted to do one of those funny things like, and you ever watch F Troop where Agarn says, there's no way I'm wearing a dress, absolutely not, no dress, and Forrest Tucker's like, yeah, you're wearing that dress, you're going to wear that dress, and then they wipe, and Agarn's wearing a dress. You! Look up, brothers! Look who's here for you! Oh, I love that bit. <laughs> there, I'll be right back. I've got to go charter a bus. And he's also in mentioned in an Animaniacs episode, where he it's called Larry Storch days. I think there's a there's a thing in the background of the the sound of Warners. So there there's a bunch of uh, different stuff. Larry Storch just passed away about at the age of ninety nine. Wow. July eighth, twenty twenty two. So there you are. He lived a long old time. But he was the one of the original Merlin the Magic Mouses. Uh well uh, let's see. Let's see. Other references to things. Uh, what did I write down? Anything? Uh, I don't know. What, what? I don't really have any references. Other. Than um, I wrote the magic words are all cities in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like Cascadero, Escondido. It's like, oh yeah, that's funny. I, yeah. I, I was. That's apparently what he would say in the original too, which yeah. is that's funny. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I they mean, actually I didn't, really do sound like magic words yeah, to me. Es- Escadero, Escondido. I was like, I, I didn't know those were cities in California. I knew the Calabasas and Pasadena, of course. But. Yeah, I think I've passed by Escondido and Atascadero. I know Atascadero Prison. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And obviously, Calabasas and Pasadena. Those are the more you know well-known cities. I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. There's there's some. There's a this funny little reference right there to California. Um, well, what were some things in here that you thought was amusing? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. 
She's thinking. Yeah. She's thinking. I, um, she's she's going to do it. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. I, I, We're going to get back to yeah. you. Okay, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, what do you think was amusing in the B-plot line? Um, I, I liked the song was fine. Uh, <laughs> but was it amusing? The, uh, we found out that I, I guess did Sweetie poop in the bird bath? Is that what we're supposed to? Yeah, there was a, there's a, there's a whole thing at the beginning where she said, I never use that toilet again. But mm-hmm. then she, her secret was that she, she used the bird bath as a toilet. Yeah. She confused the toilet, the bird bath for something else. Else. So. And so, but then, yeah, that was a little confusing to me because I'm like, you wouldn't call it a toilet if you if it was a bird bath, right? Yeah, sweetie, what's going on with that? I don't know. It's like she uh, still I, thinks it's a toilet, even <laughs> the quick the quick line that I thought was funny in this one was they mention the uh, how stinky the the dorm is mm-hmm. because it smells like a shoe with seafood in it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's gross. And then, sure enough, when they go into the dorm. Sweetie, or no, it was Hampton, Hampton wasn't finds it? it? Yeah, he's in Hampton the Hampton finds a shoe with shrimp in it, and he eats the shrimp. That's gross. So, yeah, it was yeah. kind of gross, but it was like just a neat little, like, oh, you're going back to that joke of the shoe with seafood in it, uh, or, yeah. Uh, but, okay, it's enough time, Kelly. You got you to gotta think of something. Um, something. Well, I, I mean, I guess it was kind of amusing that they... They all like pretended to be, you know, Granny and, and other people at the end, and and Plucky was really freaking out, and his his eyes got all bloodshot and everything um, because he was just panicking so much. <laughs> Speaking of Granny, I was surprised to see that uh, Candy Milo voices Granny, mm-hmm. and she voices uh, Sweetie in the original series. So there you go. See, there's an original cast member doing something different on the show. That's cool. You know, voicing the granny instead of uh, Sweetie. Ah, just thought that was interesting. I, I thought this well, episode kind of ended like six times. It felt like there were like, <laughs> like it, it, it seemed like it ended when he's like, my work is done. And then he flies into the moon and you're like, that, like, oh, that could be the end of the episode. And then the, I don't know. I think, that's probably why I didn't remember that whole t- tomatoes collection thing mm-hmm. because I, I I was kind of like I get it okay moving There's, on like <laughs> there there is a bunch mentally of, tuned out if you if you freeze frame the uh, the last like six there's a bunch of newspaper headlines and some of them are kind of funny but I can't even remember for sure what they are but uh, like the oh, very yeah. last one of them one said is, can't stop one of them said can't, can't stop, stop spinning the spin yeah uh, press. It says press malfunctions take yeah, shelter from projectile one. papers. Yeah, because they're spinning so, at the screen. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, cute. that was that was that was cute. Yeah, um, uh, he was very much like the the ma- magician mouse. He was kind of very much like the great. Was it called the Great Gazoo and the Flintstones or something? Mm, yeah, mm, he, yeah, he was all powerful. Hey, hey dum dum. I hey, know, um, uh, <laughs> I did like that. Buster was getting kind of annoyed. He's like, I got so many coins now, <laughs> and. Um, he can't quite get himself out of the becoming a chair. It's just kind of because he's still trying to figure out his magic. Well, speaking of Nathan, Nathan and the Zoom just turned into a chair. I did. <laughs> too dark in this room. <laughs> there is so funny. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> whoa! I'll have to put that on Instagram to show people what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> ah! All right. Uh, well, I also liked, um, you know, one of the things I realized, I don't know if I necessarily like it, but I realized that they don't have the post-credit gags anymore. I guess if you even call them that. They were much funnier, I think, in Animaniacs. But they still had them in Tiny, to- in Tiny Toon Adventures where they would have the characters say one last thing. And they still kind of do have that now with the that's all folks kind of, you know, endings that they're doing with the... Last week it was the pizza, you know, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers logo. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. this time it was, yeah, and this time it was actually Porky Pig doing his thing. So. But then followed by Merlin again. Right, <laughs> right. So it's like okay, that, it's, I'm getting it's a, getting a little bit of a connection to to previous iterations of this. 
Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Tiny Toons Luniversity? Kelly, I'm going to go ahead and start with you because I'm very curious. I guess I'll go with three. I, um, it wasn't bad, um, but it wasn't funny. I didn't really, nothing stood out to me like, haha, that was funny or anything really like that. Um, but the plot was good. I mean, I, I appreciated the, the plot. So I, I think I said maybe last week, it kind of reminds me of a sitcom. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't. Except the sitcom would have more jokes. <laughs> kind of think, yeah, don't you think? but some of them are so dumb that they're not yeah. funny to me. Like, I, right. I've i never liked very many sitcoms. I mean, I watched tons of them right. growing up, TGIF, you know, and ABC and all that. But as far as, you know, some of the jokes are just so stupid. Um, it's great to watch a sitcom, by the way, on YouTube or something where they take out the laugh track oh, and yeah? it's just and they just kind of like friends without the laugh track and they just kind of stand there and look at each other for, in silence. So, <laughs> it's it's, I it's love funny. Any shows that have inner monologues and when they take those out, like they do it for yeah. you or like Scrubs or Wonder Years. Wonder like, Years, uh, where Fred Fred Savage is just kind of staring at the table. Is that blood on your happening. shirt? <laughs> with a mom ass and he just oh. Kevin is that blood on your shirt it's ketchup ketchup Catch up. But anyway, just just <laughs> watching it straight for the plot, it was fine. The the plot, you know, was kind of interesting in and of itself. Um, and you know, at least they didn't put in a bunch of like stupid jokes, like, oh, I see what you did there. That was really dumb. No, I mean it was it was fine. Um, I just I just wish I found some of it funny. Um but yeah, it was it was a decent story. All right. Nathan, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with two and a half. I don't know. It was, I think I liked a little less than last week's. I do like the animation in these episodes. I like, I, it's engaging seeing like Plucky's face sometimes as he's trying to write his thing. Wait, I don't what, know. what did I give last week? Three. Three. Oh, well then I probably need to get him downgraded two and a half. I was, I was kind of between the two of them, but I definitely liked it less than last week's. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> All right. Changing it, so yeah, it's, uh, I changed my so, answer. Yeah, so two and a half. It's like again, though I agree with Kelly. There's nothing like bad about it. There was just it just wasn't very funny, and the song was a bit. And then the two plot lines were just kind of mostly separate. They didn't. They I don't know. They they worked them together, but I don't know. Well, this is going to be the third week in a row of triple agreement, then, because it's two and a half for me as well. For the exact reasons you guys were saying, it's it was not as good as last week. It was fine, the plot wise, but I do wish they had more jokes. Uh, I thought uh, it's David uh, Arrigo um, is doing Plucky and Hampton's voice. I think he does an amazing job yeah, on the show. I think he's probably he my favorite. Really, he does such a good job just hitting both of their personalities and ha they have these conversations. I'd love to, hopefully I'll be able to meet him again and, uh, you know, see one of these cons I'm going to with Tom and Paul again, um, in the next few months, because I'd love to see it, you know, to talk to him and just see how he recorded this stuff. Because especially because of all the different recasts and everything like that, I don't know how much of it he was able to, to just go back and forth like a natural back and forth with him and, you know, as Hampton and Plucky talking back and forth with each other, like Harry Shearer might do with Mr. Burns and Smithers. But um, it, it's really impressive. I, I kind of am over with over the whole meme faces that yeah. uh, Plucky does. <laughs> His eyes do a little too much of that. But other than that, I, I, I like, I think the characters are very true to what they, they feel right. 
to me. At least Hampton and Plucky really do. Um, so that's that's good. And every, I mean, I'll, I will say that everybody who does the voice cast does a great job in this show. Um, said, but he's, I think, for me at least, uh, most consistently uh, impressive for me. That's. But there you go. But the episode itself, yeah, it could have been funnier. So two and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to get some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you? Online? I'm back on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter now. Uh, Django FT. That's me. All right. And uh, Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter still. X, whatever. Um, for the time being. Because I keep... Oh, X again? I don't know. Whatever it's called. I keep threatening <laughs> to get rid of my account. But... So far, I'm still there. Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A, P-R-N-C-S-S. Yeah, I will still be on Twitter or X until they completely mess up my timeline and start showing me too many political things. That's the that's the thing. I, I'm at well, a lot of people have been there. getting their accounts hacked. It's um, security's not really great. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, Nathan, you're, and by the way, by back on Twitter, what do you mean by that? Oh, Are you actually, have you tweeted well, anything? I was on X, and then I'm on Twitter, and apparently I'm on X again, so I don't know. <laughs> were you just looking at it, or were you actually saying anything on it? No, I'm just, I'm just back on it, you know, because I, <laughs> okay, I left Twitter, went to X, went back to Twitter, but now it's back to X, so it's just back there, right. Django well, FT. The, the, <laughs> animating cast is on twitter and instagram and facebook and tiktok and all the youtubes and podcast players and all that stuff so check us out and subscribe and follow and i don't know what else you get oh threads we're on threads threads actually is kind of a cool thing where i noticed i was uh talking with mark you know that's art folks and your threads can show up in the instagram feed now there's like a cool little connection that they're doing finally so i'm like oh Okay, Threads, I like you a little bit more now. So there you are. Ooh, and I want to put one quick plug in for Tom and Paul. They'll both be over at Twin Cities Con uh, November 3rd through 5th over in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, I will probably be there too, question mark? Yes. So if uh, you'd like to say hi to Tom and Paul, head on over to Twin Cities Con. It'll be a fantastic time for all. And we'll have some Animaniacs and Freakazoid panels. And it's it's going to be lots of fun. So see you there. Well, that'll do it for us. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademarking copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Good luck figuring out the printer without me. You can't even download the drivers anymore.